0: spoiler log and a link to the past randomizer podcast i'm your host dante uh today we're gonna start out with a little bit of news regarding the spoiler log podcast so nothing too major uh i know you guys have been probably enjoying the weekly uploads um with league starting up you know i am a dad i am a husband uh like you know a lot of people and with league starting back up me playing more i want to make sure i am not overextending myself uh i do want to continue you know doing my other hobbies as well so we're gonna pivot just a little bit we're gonna switch over to every other week releases at least through the league we'll see how that goes uh we'll just try and keep those uh on the off weeks where go mode doesn't have an episode um we will try to release a spoiler log episode so you guys will get one this week we'll have go mode next week we'll be back on spoiler log the following week that's going to be the plan till at least league is over. So, uh, sorry if we're letting anybody down, but I've got a a list of people I want to talk to. I want to keep them going and that's how we're going to do. But yeah, league starting up, it's co-op week, super exciting. Uh, you know, here in the current times, everybody's having fun from what I understand, which is great. Uh, looking to play my matches with Andy, uh, real soon. Hopefully I think we're supposed to do them this weekend. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, today, on the spoiler long, we have Sir Linkalot. Sir Linkalot's been a, a great dude, great friend from a long time in this community for me. And I was really glad to have this opportunity to, you know, kind of sit down and have the the you know this talk and you know just kind of get to know him a little better. Let you guys hear his story because I, I met him back in 2019 at SGL. Uh, before that, I had talked to him some, you know, regarding the LTTPR league when he was a mod there. And just kind of been a good online friend since, and uh, yeah, I, I thought it'd be great to have him on. So let's jump right into it. Hope you guys enjoy. All right, today we have Sir Linkalot. How's it going, man? It's going pretty good. How about you? Uh, I can't complain. It's it's a fun weekend right now, at least. Uh, you know, a long weekend, getting a few of these knocked out with awesome people in the community, and I'm really glad to have you here, man.
1: Yeah, n- nice peaceful weekend. I uh, haven't had much to do, thankfully, so it's, it was a good weekend for this.
0: Awesome. Well, I mean, let's get the, the elephant in the room out of the way right now. I mean, we know the boots are in Dark Cross, and uh, I'll probably never live that down with you, right?
1: Someday, maybe when when we're old, we're, we're on the porch, you know, drinking and re- reminiscing. I might remind you of it, but you know, <laughs> it, it's also been like four years at this point. So unless unless you do it again, in that case, I, I can't. I'll have yeah. to kind of rub salt in the wound. But
0: <laughs> for those for those who don't know, uh I played Sir Link a lot in SGL twenty nineteen, the first in person event, and I left my boots in Dark Cross. I was playing really well but he was just playing a lot faster and completely destroyed me. It was, it was great.
1: <laughs> yeah. When I, when I pulled those boots, cause I like, I was down to one heart. I went in there with like no sword, no anything. And it was like, I pulled the boots. I was like, Oh, okay. That's, uh, that's good.
0: Oh yeah. Boots are always good. I think that's that. I wonder if that's why we start with boots. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but I know they do it for the sake of time, but I guess we could say that I had a part in doing it. No, I didn't. Uh, anyway.
1: Is this, is this another one of those blame dante moments? Is that what this I is? I mean,
0: dude, everything's a blame dante moment. Uh, having you on the podcast is a blame dante, whether it be good, bad, you know, sideways. Who knows? Uh, everything. Blame me. But uh, <laughs> so let me let me turn back the clock already. Uh, let's let's get back to uh, young Sir Link a lot. Uh, how much how much gaming did you do growing up? Um, A lot. <laughs> I wasn't <laughs>
1: supposed to, actually. Um, okay. Uh, I was three years old when I started playing games. Uh, my older brother was supposed to actually be watching me when my parents went out to get groceries. He was nine years older than me. Well, he got a phone call, and um, three-year-olds don't have a great span of attention. Sure. So he was playing Legend of Zelda on the Nintendo Entertainment System, and he walked away to take the phone call, and uh, I don't know how long it was, but... I got bored and just picked up the controller started playing it and my parents came home to the site of me playing a game and he walked into the room and was like oh well mistakes have been made <laughs> and my, my mom was pretty much like we're never going to be able to get you away from these now are you and I just kind of shook my head like no no you won't
0: that's so. that's awesome so three years old playing Zelda and a hard Zelda at that
1: yeah, I, I don't want to say I was doing very well at it because I probably wasn't, but I, I was at least trying.
0: I mean, that's that's what counts when you're a kid. You're just trying. You're having fun and games are making an impression on you, I guess. Yeah. Um, so I, that's, I guess, your first gaming memory did. So did you get kind of attached to the NES uh, or did did they keep pulling you away from it until you were like, you know, a little older?
1: No, they kept letting me play at that point. Um, when I was school, it was just I couldn't play until, you know, homework was done, things like that, dinner time. So, you know, I had to go spend time with family. I couldn't just sit in front of the TV and play all the time. Sure. Uh, that's, what, that's what I pretty much did. If I wasn't doing something with family or doing homework, I was in front of the TV playing video games, whatever it was.
0: Gotcha. So was the nest like kind of a big part of your childhood? I'm assuming, I mean, yes, because of this, but like, do you have like a lot of, memories as far as playing a lot of different NES games
1: yeah um it since i was so young it's kind of hard to remember some of the memories um but i definitely remember playing both zelda games final fantasy one uh all the old mega man games that was typically like a, a rental that i'd go and get pretty much right. every you know we get to go to the rental store when they still existed we're short- we're showing our age at that point <laughs> but um yeah, just going and grabbing like a few games for the weekend to sit there and enjoy something that I didn't have.
0: Yeah, for but sure. Yeah. So, um, as, as, as young Sir Link gets to be older, Sir Link, do you, do you graduate up to like Super Nintendo or Sega Genesis? Do you, or, I mean, were you one of the, the lucky kids who played PC games as a kid as well?
1: So, PC games weren't until, I'm trying to think when we had the first computer. I think I was seven or eight. And we got one. Uh, We didn't really have any games on it, but it was kind of there. And I goofed around on it. Uh, We did get a Super Nintendo. My grandpa bought my older brother the Super Nintendo. But I ended up using it more than he did. Uh, Everything, you know, pretty much the classic Super Mario World, Link to the Past. Uh, That's kind of where I fell in love with, like, the role-playing game. Genre, mm-hmm. uh Super Mario RPG, Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy Four, Six. That's kind of where I went from I, I like my my Zelda games. so it was like I, I kind of started focusing more on the role-playing games and what I really enjoyed.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, I mean like dang, it sounds like you had quite the vast experience uh as far as like childhood games, you know, Zelda and then Final Fantasy and then Mario RPG, like all of these are like absolute classics as far as like I guess our generation's concerned. Um so were were any of those, like, do they have any of them stick out to you? Uh, I'm assuming yes, because considering we're here in this community, but I'll let you talk about it. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, I guess, like, the biggest ones from the Super Nintendo would probably be Final Fantasy IV and Chrono Trigger would be the biggest ones, and then Link to the Past as well. Okay. Uh, I, I really enjoyed Final Fantasy I on the Nintendo. It's just I was growing up and young, and I right. had no idea what I was doing, and my brother wouldn't help me. He's like, no, I had to figure it out myself, so you get to do the same. Uh, which was a good thing because it made me get better, but I never completed the game for the longest time because I couldn't figure things out. Like uh, I was dumb and would throw away the ribbons, which were the best accessory in the game. And I was oh, just like, no, they don't do anything. I'm just going to throw them away. And yeah, when I'm older and figure that I'm like, oh, that's probably why I was having such a rough time as I was getting rid of all the good stuff.
0: Yeah. When I was a kid in RPGs, it was level go up. I get better not like there was no strategy involved, like there was no elemental stuff in my head. Just when I was a kid, it was level go up, I get stronger. And that's that's how I'm going to play these. Uh, and that <laughs> yeah, to say, it didn't go well most times.
1: Yeah, if something steamrolls me, I just go get more level. I
0: get stronger and then I try it again until I win. <laughs> that's perfect. So you said four, but we're, so I always get this timeline confused and maybe you don't know it either. But I know there was like Final Fantasy, there was two, there was three, there's Mystic Quest uh, on the Super Nintendo. Were any of those in your wheelhouse as well?
1: Um, So four and six weren't, those were typically like rentals. Uh, Mystic Quest definitely was. Uh, I think I actually still have my cart somewhere packed away right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Mystic Quest definitely was. That was the one that I kind of went and played a lot just because it's a really easy to get into RPG. It's It's kind of like baby's first RPG, almost. You you don't you don't need to be great at RPGs or understand things. That's really one of those. You level up, numbers go up. You you good, right? Uh, That's pretty
0: much all you cared about. I like that one.
1: (laughs) Yeah, uh, I guess the reason why I call it four and six is back then, Final Fantasy four and six were two and three because Japan didn't give us the original. Japan didn't give us the original two, three, and five. So instead of making us think, oh we can't call on this because they're going to think they missed games. We'll just change the numbering for the United, for the releases in the West. And it wasn't until final fantasy seven came on where we're just like, um, we're missing three of them. What happened? And that's kind of when they started to go back and right. bring them over here.
0: I got you. Yeah. See that. That's what I always get confused about. Uh, cause I, I always think of two and three and I never think about like correlate which two are, like like synonymous with the other one uh until someone reminds me it just never sticks sticks in my head for some reason just multiply the uh, super nintendo ones by two and that's what they actually are oh that's a okay that's a great life hack all right i won't have to look stupid anymore after after today so except
1: the fact that this is recording on the internet so everybody's gonna know you were before yeah i
0: know it'll be okay uh So uh, playing Super Nintendo, uh, did you, did you kind of advance on to, like I guess, later on, like N64, PlayStation, or anything like that?
1: Yeah, uh, N64 and PlayStation. Uh, 64, actually, we got really lucky and got it on release. My sister and I had to have a rummage sale. They, my, my parents told us, like, if you can get half the money for the 64, we'll give you the other half. Mm-hmm. So we had a rummage sale, like all the stuff we didn't want, including some old video games, which I really actually regret getting rid of some of them because yeah, we're talking like the ones that are worth like $300, $400 now and we sold them for like five bucks. But we went to a Walmart on release day and went to the counter. They told us, no, we're sold out of 64. Sorry. And they had a box, you know, behind the counter and I could see inside the box and like, you could barely see the corner of it there. You could see like the copies of Mario 64 and pilot wing 64. Right. There was one box that was different and I was like, "What about that box right there?" And it was a sixty. It was an actual sixty-four box. And I'm guessing they were trying to hide it to bring it home at the end of the shift, and they just didn't do the greatest job. Maybe
0: okay. But that's
1: what it was. So we got to bring it home on release. Uh, it was really late at night, so we couldn't actually play it, and we had to go to school the next day. And then we, my sister and I, basically raced home to that's play funny. the sixty-four.
0: That has got to be the most miserable school day and like miserable night of sleep like ever as a a kid. It
1: it really was because when we went to school as well, everybody could tell I was excited. Like all my friends could tell I was excited. And I told them, like, I've got the 64. It's at home. They're like, have you played it? I'm like, no, I haven't touched it yet. So, yeah, it wasn't just me that went home. It was like me and four of my friends. And we're all just like taking turns trying to figure out how to play Mario 64 because going from the 2D of super nintendo 3d the the difficulty and everything kind of scales up a little bit
0: oh yeah uh it's it's so different uh i guess is the best way to put it it just kind of like blows your mind i i just i'm I'm trying to think back when i remember i touched an n64 like demo unit at a toys r us and was just kind of like this is a video game like this this feels like a movie you know it, it was so wild uh you know just to think about in comparison to the super nintendo
1: yeah definitely it was
0: so Mario 64, any other, any other big games that kind of left uh, an impression on you? I know the 64 didn't age the best, and looking back, it's kind of like looking through rose glasses or rose-tinted glasses.
1: Yeah, I mean, 64, you know, Super Mario 64. I mean, we're, we're Zelda, so obviously Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask were both big ones that I played a lot. Um, I remember challenging myself in Ocarina of Time after beating it for the first time. Like, I'm going to beat the whole game without dying once with three hearts. Mm -hmm. And because there was some rumor that if you did, I forget what the actual rumor was. Oh, the rumor or or I heard some rumor that if you did it, you unlock like a 3d version of the original Zelda. So I was like, well, I'm going to do that. And I did it. And there was, there there was no unlock. I was like, I I was sad. So I was like, well, darn.
0: I did that. I did that as well. And I remember there being like a rumor mill behind it. And I, I remember reading about that, like in a Nintendo power, but I'm I'm wondering if I'm having like a Mandela effect here where I'm, remem- I, I do remember there was a challenge like to beat the game with just three hearts and no deaths. Like that was something Nintendo Power did, but I vaguely remember there being a rumor mill, like not specifically of a 3D like remake of Zelda one, but I do remember there was like something you would get as a reward. But I mean, like you said, there, there was nothing, <laughs> unfortunately.
1: Yeah, I, I, unfortunately nothing, all, all the hard work for nothing. I'm trying to think cuz yeah it's like 64 so it's it's like a lot of those games you really enjoyed them but yeah you you look back it's just like eh, they weren't the greatest of games. Right. Uh, I guess like you know Perfect Dark and Golden Eye. Oh man. Thinking about it cuz I mean those, that was like one of the like after school I go to my friend's house with Golden Eye and then Perfect Dark when it came out and we'd sit there and play it for hours and I'd go home at dinner time. Yes. But slappers th- those only. are kind of
0: the- Man with the Golden Clappers Gun.
1: Slappers only, yeah, or Man with the Golden Gun. All pretty, we pretty much did everything. Um was a perfect dark. We'd do, like, us against, me and my buddy against eight of the bots on the hardest difficulty, up first to 400, so we'd sit there for, like, three hours on a single match and just wow, see who could get to,
0: see who got to 400 first. That's crazy. Like, I mean, I remember just, like, wasting countless hours, you know, with GoldenEye multiplayer. And then, I mean, honestly, single player, too, because I was playing all, like, the hard difficulties because I was a glutton for punishment. But, yeah, like, th- those games did such a good job with so little to, like, just suck you in. I guess, I, I I mean, I guess, like I said, it was just because the 3D environment, it just felt so immersive at the time.
1: Yeah, it, w- it was so new. I mean, they, they were, the developers had to get used to it as well because you could even tell through the life cycle of 64 how they started to actually use everything because you compare like super mario 64 like donkey kong 64
0: oh yeah things like that yeah that was that was that's a classic too uh and that that kind of holds up pretty well i think you know all things considered yeah it does so graduating i guess on it's almost like school like we're just talking about school here but you know graduating from the n64 uh Was this kind of when Sir Link a lot, you know, started venturing into other consoles, PC gaming? Because I know I know now from talking to you, you're an avid PC gamer, but I'm trying to connect all the dots here to see how we got from from there to here.
1: Yeah, I guess. So the big first big like PC game I played that was like PC only. And it was because my my older brother and I played the original Diablo on the PlayStation and Diablo 2 was coming out. Okay. And that was kind of the first big PC game where I was just like, I you know, I pre-ordered it ahead of time, everything like that, to where I was just like, I wanted to play it. And it was only coming out on PC. Mm-hmm. And played it single player, completed the campaign. And, and I was like, you know what? I want to go online. I actually want to play with people online and, and enjoy and have fun. And I had yet to ever make a screen name for anything. So me being, I was 13 at the time. I was just like, all right, cool. Uh, well, I really like Legend of Zelda, so I'm just gonna name my account name Link. Nobody will ever have that. <laughs> much, to my dis- much to my disappointment, yeah, that was already taken. So I was like, well, that's terrible. And I was like, well, and I sat there for like five minutes and thought, what else can I use? And then that's when I had been really big. I mean, I still am, but big on King Arthurian Legend. So I was like, we'll try to start Lancelot. Nobody will use that one. Yeah, mm-hmm. dumb me. Somebody was already using that. And that's when I got the bright idea. Let's just merge the two of them and see if anybody's done that. And wow. nobody had done it. And that's, yeah, that's where Sir Lock came from.
0: So 13 years old and pulling this out and we're still using that tag today. I think that's kind of impressive.
1: Yeah, it was just kind of one of those things. I liked it. I mean, I still love Legend of Zelda, still love King Arthurian legend and it's never taken. So that That's it. That, that would be where I'd probably start to think of something else is like, OK, well, I, I'm fighting other people on taking this mm-hmm. and I don't have to like, well, I'm going to keep using it until that happens.
0: This is where in the age of all these new social medias, if somebody has been jealous of Sir link a uh, tag, you know, if you get a blue sky invite, this is or something, this is the time to use it uh, and, <laughs> and hijack the username. <laughs> it's t- time to go get a trademark on it, I guess. Oh, there you go. Uh, so Diablo 2, I'm assuming that's like the Diablo series is something you seem to like quite a bit. Uh, I wouldn't say so much anymore.
1: Um, Diablo 2, I really enjoyed. I played I played Diablo 2 so much, especially when I started uh, when I moved to Virginia and we actually had um, multiple computers. Mm-hmm. My sister and I or my brother and I, we could actually like, be sitting next to each other on multiple computers and actually playing it together. That's, that's why Diablo 2, I guess, is kind of near and dear to my heart i do enjoy diablo 3 and i enjoy diablo 4 but they just don't give that same kind of i don't know gratification as the the older ones do so i'm not as big on diablo as i used to be that's just it's 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 more like a memory because of what i did with my brother and sister that's where my name came from or when i originally made it so it's kind of hard to ever forget that one
0: yeah for sure so correct me if i'm wrong and i'm kind of asking you here because now i just want to know but did they, re- did they remake Diablo two? I thought they yeah. did, Yeah. okay. Yeah, they,
1: they did a remaster Diablo two resurrected, which I played, I mean, it, it's pretty much just a reskin Diablo two. I mean, you can even press like a single button on it. So it goes from like the remastered version to the old graphics. So it's, oh, it's wow. literally the exact same game. It just
0: looks prettier. Oh, okay. That, that's how you wanted to remake things. If people remake games, that's kind of how you want to do it unless it's a full rebuild you know, kind of like, I guess maybe like the Final Fantasy VII re- rebuild, but I don't know uh, uh, yet to see if like the second one's going to live up to the hype that the first one built up.
1: We'll, we'll see. We're expect, I'm expecting to get a release date for it in three weeks when the uh, Tokyo game show shows up. Mm. Uh, they, they didn't say it's coming, but they've already said early 2024. And it's like, if they don't do it at Tokyo game show, I have a feeling it's getting delayed and we're just kind of waiting for news from that, but
0: right. So. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the, the final fantasy gamers out there, will get some good news here soon. So playing PC games, you know, graduating on from Diablo two, any other games that you had growing up, uh, as far as PC stuff goes, uh, after
1: Diablo two, the big one was cause I found like an online guild that I played p- with mm-hmm. and they got into, it was my first MMO that I ever played. It was dark age of Camelot. Which, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, "Well, uh, yeah, look at my name. I'm going to be playing this." Oh, yeah. um, so this is the first Dark Age Cam- of Camelot. Yeah, Dark Age of Camelot was—it's uh, still in my mind the best PvP MMO or in an MMO ever. Like the whole game based around you got to the highest level, and then you went into what was called realm versus realm combat, where you literally took the keeps of the enemy factions oh, and right. tried to hold them for as long as you could, <laughs> and it gave it gave you benefits just in the regular game. And it gave you access to a dungeon that it was the only dungeon in the entire game that all three factions could get into, but they all had separate entrances in their own realm. And it, it was a blast, but uh, WoW came out and then, yeah, I got sucked into WoW when original WoW came out okay. for
0: a long while. I forget. Are you still playing WoW, or are yeah. you, you've kind of graduated on?
1: I, I quit, well, I'm trying to think. I started playing it kind of on and off, and I finally, like, officially, like, quit uninstalled, and, like, I'm not going back to it probably ever again during Warlords of Draenor expansion. Okay. And I don't see myself ever going back to it because, I mean, you know this, but most people probably don't. Uh, I'm, I'm an avid Final Fantasy 14 player. Since I was a beta tester of the original 1.0 version, and... Yeah, with everything with the game, there's gonna have to be a very special MMO to come out to get me to cancel myself and quit that one.
0: Sure, so you weren't tempted at all when they when they made WoW Classic uh, since you nope. had, okay. It was the idea, I'd already been there, done that. It's like,
1: it. The, the only nice, I guess the nice thing would've been if I would've done it is I was still in high school when the original came out, so I couldn't do a lot of the end game content because bedtime, yeah. things like that. So that might've been neat to do, but I was just, there was too much else going on. I was like, I'm not gonna go get into an MMO that already been there.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I I wanna ask, did you play, were you one of the players who played Final Fantasy 11 as well?
1: A little bit. Um, I didn't play it for very long just because the classes I played, I could sit there for literal hours waiting for a party to get into that lasted 15 minutes and then they dispersed. Oh, God. Um, I, I had a friend who got really big into Final Fantasy 11, so I kind of like vicariously played through him when he would come over. He'd bring his PlayStation 2. We'd hook it up to the internet and he'd play it and I'd just kinda so mm-hmm. i just kind of watched. So I kind of played it like that. I didn't really play it, but I kind of got to see everything. But yeah, it was, it was, it was a rough MMO
0: at times. Yeah. I I tried to get into it like I, I remember I had a couple friends that were like you really need to play this it's better than any other MMO you've played and the only thing I remember about it now is that to heal after a fight I had to sit down and wait like you couldn't just regen like when you're out of a battle mode you couldn't just regen HP like you do in most MMOs at least from my experience you had to like sit down and wait and i i was like this is the most stupid thing like mechanic i've ever seen in any video game
1: yep and it took forever too like it's, the higher level you got the longer you had if you were like you know completely out of your mp and everything like you'd sit there for several minutes just to get everything back and that's like it, it drains yeah so much
0: it, it's a time sink uh and you know with final fantasy 14 you playing that i i vaguely remember now granted i've never played it so i'm kind of speaking off the cuff here but I vaguely remember there was like a lot of hate for final fantasy 14 when it launched and then there was i forgot which version of it that released and it was like instantly a hundred times better uh am i right on that at all
1: yeah so the 1.0 release me being a beta tester of 1.0 when they told us hey here's when the game's coming out the beta testers were like this game is not ready for release like it's not polished, there's so much wrong with this game right now, you've got to fix it. They're like, oh, it's fine. And they released it, and it was it was literal hot garbage. Yeah. I kept playing it because I still enjoyed it, even though it was hot garbage. Um, but it was to the point where Square Enix was finally like, this is doing so bad, we're actually losing money keeping these servers active. We want this game to succeed though, and that's when they put Community Knows in by Yoshi P, but Naoki Yoshida in charge of it. And he, they pulled the plug on the 1.0 servers. They had this big, huge thing happen. Um, I was there. I remember it depending on what's going on fondly. Um, but I remember <laughs> when they, you know, I was there, logged in, watching basically the world end. Yeah. And the server, they played a cutscene. It's been the only time that cutscene's been played like that. And logged you out, said servers are down. And we couldn't log in, and then they brought out A Realm Reborn, which was 2.0. You could tell it was a rushed product because they only brought the servers down for like a year, I believe. I I don't even think it was a year. I think it was like 11 months is how long the servers were down for. Okay, But it it was infinitely better than what 1.0 was. Well, that's always good. And yeah, it's it's only gotten better with pretty much every expansion that's come out for it so far.
0: And there's not been any downtime, I guess, since then. They kind of were like, okay, that was... That was the open beta. We'll call it for 1.0.
1: <laughs> yeah, they've they've never brought the servers down for like an extended period of time like that. I think the most they've been down for one point in time is like 72 hours for an expansion release, and I think that was Shadowbringers. I think it was down for like 72 hours. They, they gotcha. went down on like a Tuesday and then came up Friday.
0: And uh, so, in Final Fantasy 14, now actually has some free to play elements too, right? Like up to a certain point.
1: Yeah, right now, the demo, you can play the original A Realm Reborn and its first expansion, Heavensward. No time limit, no anything like that. There, there are some restrictions on it to where like you can't join free companies. There, there's things you just can't do in the game, and that's to kind of mitigate, especially like gold sellers, just using the free accounts. But I know when the next patch comes out, which we don't have an official release date, it's supposed to be early October. We're thinking it's going to be October 3rd they're actually expanding the trial again to include its second expansion stormblood.
0: Oh, okay. All right. See, this is, this is like a side of gaming that it's like, I I have no knowledge about. I know, I like, I know when my friends say, Hey, this, this new updates coming out for, you know, insert MMO title here. And I'm going to be MIA for like three plus weeks, you know, or more. And, uh, At that point, I just tell my friends, you know, bye, you know, have a good time (laughs) because that's kind of, you know, that's kind of my experience, at least I, so I'll tell you this and you can laugh at me and any of the listeners can too, but my first MMO experience was the game fly for fun or fly Fliff, whatever you want to call it. It was this awful free to play game that was fun at the time, but looking back, it's like, man, wasted a lot of time doing a lot of stupid stuff in that game like there was nothing challenging about the game so uh i'm not gonna
1: laugh because i know i played it as well (laughs) i don't know how long i played it for but i remember playing it so one of my friends was like we should play this like all right fine we can play it
0: yeah i mean you know you do what you got to do sometimes right (laughs) i mean hey you might have been a good game you don't know unless you try exactly uh, so, so moving on a little bit, you know, Final Fantasy 14 comes out, what, around 2013? And uh, obviously this is kind of the, the startup of of Twitch time timeline. So were, at this time, were you aware of like Justin TV and Twitch or was that completely off your radar?
1: It was a little bit. I really wasn't watching it as much. There were like a couple streamers that I'd watch here and there, but I never really thought about getting... In majorly into streaming myself, I was just like that. That's not for me, Uh, and I just kind of watched them. But yeah, I was definitely aware of Justin TV. I I was actually silly, and it's the reason why if anybody knows me from like when I started Link to the Past, my screen name used to be Sir Linkalot seven seven seven, and that's not because Mm -hmm. somebody took my screen name it's because I was dumb and thought Justin TV and Twitch TV were completely different things.
0: Oh, so I thought I
1: had to make a brand new account when Twitch showed up and I tried to link a lot and it had gotten y- been in use. I was like, well, crap, I'll just add some numbers. And then I finally, you know, I found out like weeks after and I'd had, you know, fave you know, my favorites and although I wasn't going to deal with it that they were the exact same thing. I was like, well, okay. So when Twitch finally let us like change our usernames, I changed the original sir link a lot. To something else, and then changed this, got rid of the sevens to get get back to my
0: normal name. I got you. Okay. So, what do you remember? What drew you into like Justin TV and Twitch? Was it speedrunning? Was it just casual playthroughs?
1: It, it was just really casual playthroughs. Um, I kind of always liked having something on in the background, even if I wasn't actually watching. Actively, right. it was just kind of like having background noise while I'm you know playing something because. Especially because there might be a game that somebody's playing that I have no interest in whatsoever, but be neat to kind of see somebody else play it. Um, big one. The big one that I can remember is like Man versus Game playing like the old Demon Souls and Dark Souls titles. Okay. When before I even thought, like, I thought I'm like, I'm never going to play a game like that. I'm not that good. And yeah, now it's like Soulsborne's come out. I'm like, all right, cool. Good. Let me, let, let me put, install that and start it up.
0: Yeah, now it's like the challenge is, is just you know, finding the time to play it, uh, versus, you know, the game being too hard. Yep. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to fast forward a little bit here. When did you, I guess, and how did you find, uh, the link to the past rando community? I want to say
1: it's been, I can't believe it's been that long. Um, I want to say it was summer 2017, I believe. When was the big 512? That was in
0: 2017, was it? That was spring 2018.
1: Okay, so yeah, so it would have been summer 2017. I was watching Games Done Quick and I saw, or maybe not summer, they might have been doing a hurricane relief, I think, potentially. I forget if it was summer games done quick or some special thing that Games Done Quick did. Okay. But I saw Andy and Christos Owen
0: running. That was was awesome games. If it was the, like, I think that was the awesome Games Done Quick deal. Cause that's like the yeah. race that brought everybody in, I think back yep. in January, 2018.
1: No, I was before that. I was really? there. I think there was another one that I saw. Okay. That's why I want to say it was like a hurricane relief. It, I don't think it was one of the, the big events. It was just like some hurricane relief that they were doing and I just saw it. And I'm, I'm pretty sure. Cause I know I was playing before I was playing in 2017. I'm almost positive. I'd okay. have to like go back and look, but Yeah, that if it was, I I know it was a race between Crystal Stone and Andy. I saw that and I was just like, oh, that looks interesting. I should try playing this at some point in time. And when found it, rolled up my first seed and I don't remember how long it took. It took it took me a while because it had been forever since I played (laughs) Link to the Past on top of that. So there were things I didn't even know where they were and I had to try to figure it out.
0: Yeah. And it's always harder when it's randomized right it's not it's not what you remember yeah no definitely not <clears throat> so I mean obviously you kind of take off from there uh, as far as like being in the community did you I mean were you participating in SRL races were you just kind of playing on your own um, just trying to figure out like how how did you go about progressing uh, as far as a randomizer player
1: I d- joined a couple of SRL races but for the most part I just kind of played on my own and to just kind of improve as well as, like, watch, you know, race streams to kind of see what top players were doing and be like, okay, well, I'm doing it like this, but they're doing it like that. So their top runners, that's probably better than the way I'm doing it. So I'm going to try to emulate and mimic what they're doing.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Then then, then the, then the tournament, then most people, it, most people's first tournament, the, that lovely spring 2018 512 person Swiss tournament. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was, I was like, as soon as they announced that, I'm like, I'm going to join. Why not? Worst, worst thing that happens is like, oh, I go, and don't win a single race, but we'll see. So how did, how did that go for you? I want to say I went three and four in Swiss.
0: Okay. Maybe. But Any, did, were, you, were you blessed to play anybody in the, the tournament that may still be around today? Or do you remember?
1: The only person I can remember playing off the top of my head because at the time, I don't know if she was big with the randomizer itself, but she was a fairly popular streamer and kind of, I mean, still is, um, Dragon Feeny. Oh, okay. uh, I, I, I raised her, so I know she's not really around in the randomizer community so much, but that was kind of like, I know back then she kind of was, that's really what she was doing as well. Yeah. Um. Uh, so like when I got matched up against her, that was kind of like that first like starstruck. Oh, I'm racing like the popular people. Oh my God. Oh my God.
0: <laughs> no, I feel that. Um, I mean, there was a lot of quote unquote like popular Twitch streamers in that specific tournament. I think Grand Pooh Bear was in that one. You know, obviously Andy was cause he ended up winning, you know, Kelsey was in that one as well. I remember dragon Feeny, And I want to say there was at least a few others that are like no longer like random, like not so much. I think Patty was in that one too. So like, Tons of like variety streamers now, we'll call them. Uh, But, you know, being in a randomizer tournament, it just seems so kind of odd. At least I've always found it that way. I mean, obviously they enjoy it, but, you know.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's it's been crazy, especially thinking, you know, when I started playing it, I didn't think it'd be six years later and I'd still be playing it, but
0: here I am. For sure. So I, I know I remember seeing your name, on the fall tournament of 2018. And I I think you were in that, like looking back the ultra stacked challenge cup uh, with, you know, like tons of good runners these days. Uh, Is is that correct? Yeah, I was in the challenge cup of 2018 because I couldn't
1: make the qualifiers because of work Mm. um, for the actual tournament. So I just, I just immediately, like I'll just join the challenge cup and I'm really glad I did because before the 2018 challenge cup, that's where I just kind of like, I'm just going to do nothing but like open standard seats, like open seven, seven, Ganon, standard seven, seven, Ganon. That's all I'm doing. And that's when I came face to face with Walter the fourth. And he's like, so I get to pick the mode and we're doing swordless. And I was like, well, I'm going to be taking this L. (laughs) Uh, I know I'm going to take this out because I've never done a sword list, but that's kind of where that kind of lit the competitive fire in me to where it's like, if I want to do this, I need to start doing things outside of my comfort zone to get better. Yeah. Or, you know, it's just one of those, I I can't play in my comfort zone anymore. So I'm very appreciative to him to, you know, he beat me by like 20 minutes, but, uh, he kind of lit that competitive fire to where like I started
0: to actually focus a bit more, play well outside of my, comfort zone i think that's good because that always like you know it builds character especially like doing something you're not comfortable with and then you know just seeing it through no matter what the result is uh it's 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 awesome to see somebody do that like no matter no matter how it goes yeah
1: that's that's how i went into it i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna lose but uh, i'm gonna finish like i don't care what how long it takes i'm finishing this seed so and, was that your first swordless ever, or I mean, did you do a yeah. couple practices? Well, I, I did like a couple practices, but yeah, that was my first swordless race. Jeez. And yeah, uh, thankfully it was a really early hammer on that one, but still it's just like, yeah, he, he finished and I was like, still had two dungeons to go because it was all dungeons as well. And I was just like, you know, I don't yeah. really feel that bad losing by this. I knew I was going to lose, but I had fun. Yeah. So
0: that That's was what's the important, important part. Yeah. Um and I'm I'm, I'm probably jumping ahead a little bit here, but I'm trying to figure out when exactly you got into it, but I know you also play final fantasy one randomizer. So when in the timeline of, you know, all these years, do you pivot and start playing a little bit of that as well?
1: That would have been, was it summer? I think that was like spring or summer of 2019. Um, Part of it was, I didn't know there was a final fantasy one randomizer until speed gaming live showed off their tournaments and okay. I saw final fantasy one or maybe it was twenty 2019. It might've been 2020. So either 2019 or 2020 was the one of the two I can go and find out. Um, okay. But I, I saw the actual randomizer for final fantasy one there. I'm just like, I'm going to go check this out because I love, I love legend of Zelda. It's one of my favorite series, but final fantasy is my favorite series and probably always will be my favorite series. So like, I'm going to go check this out and i literally joined the discord like two or three days before their it's their new player program they still do it they do it's only once a year compared to twice a year now but it's their their duckling boot camp is what they call it where the veterans of the game basically they'll do like a stream where they explain rules explain the flags and things like that and we, we they literally teach the new players how to beat them um, okay. and i Joined right when that happened. Got into it was the summer boot camp, and went through the seven week boot camp, where it kind of culminated in what they call the Duckling Derby, uh, which is kind of like the graduation program. It's changed because the community has gotten a lot bigger, but back then it was like the top four graduated out of the Duckling program, mm-hmm. and I ended up winning the the whole Duckling boot camp, even though I just started. Uh, it was. That's sick. Kind of, it, was kind of, it was kind of a mind blowing experience because everybody was kind of like shocked by, it. like, I just showed up and it was just like, he's really good. I'm just like, I, I guess.
0: So it's like, all I did was listen. Right. <laughs> so is the Duckling Derby, is that like the mentor tournament where someone, like, for a certain amount of time helps you, like, in the middle of a sea, like, pilots you, or not pilots you, I guess, but like, gives you advice? Or is it just a tournament, like, your own your own, but it's it's centered around like newer players. So it, the whole
1: tournament centered around newer players. It's it's not like the mentor tournament where you also have a veteran running okay. with you. One, because of the way they do it, they do it in kind of like big free for yeah, kind of free-for-all races. So it's gotten bigger where they like split it into two different pools. But I think like this last one, they had like two different sets of 12 people running. So we'd have it there'd be a lot of logistics to try to get it working like that. What they do is like the leading up to it during the boot camp, the veterans are actually like running the seeds on Twitch for the ducklings to actually watch. They can see like what the veterans are doing. Gotcha. But the veterans also aren't running at the speed they normally would. They're actually like stopping and they're explaining, well, this is why we're doing this and this works like this and that works like that. So it's not just, okay. I'm doing it exactly like him. It's like, okay, this is why he's doing it like this as well.
0: Yeah, they're kind of explaining step by step of their thought yep. process, which is is a great learning tool. I think you know that that benefits a lot of people, and like a link to the past randomizer as well. Yep. I I want to ask this, and it's kind of out out there, but why do they call it the Duckling Derby? Like, is there is there is there a duck I'm not aware of? Because right? I thought they were all chocobos. In in Final Fantasy.
1: <laughs> I, I honestly don't know why they chose ducklings because that was like before I showed up. That's, yeah, I guess it's just because it's like, you know, little younglings in the pond and the, the okay. grown-up ducks, or the, the grown-ups kind of teach them, teach them their way. So swim, that's, so yeah, that's, that's, yeah, I guess that's I that idea, you know, get your flippers wet, something like that. That might be where it's coming from and they just kind of like, well, ducks have flippers, so let's call it ducklings.
0: Perfect so uh i mean you've been playing that a while too now um so and uh, i I, if I remember you won the in-person tournament at sgl 2022 correct yep yes i did
1: after that was
0: that was a Minecraft experience <laughs> so so tell, like talk, talk to me about that like what was what's the pressure like i mean obviously a lot of us here you know listening to this have been to sgl but usually we just play stuff like link to the past super metroid Like, I guess talk if you can, is there is there very much difference mentally for an RPG randomizer and also like the in-person element of that as well?
1: I guess for me, not so much just because like one, it wasn't even just, you know, SGL 2019 that I'd been up there on a stream or in-person racing somebody. Mm -hmm. But I've done other like competitive events for like Halo 2. There's been other things where it's like I've done like in-person events where people have been watching me as I'm playing. So there wasn't really ever nerves where somebody's watching me play a game and critiquing or judging me right. or things like that. And as far as like doing it, Final Fantasy one, it's like I, I felt confident with Final Fantasy one cause I mean, most people do look up to me in the community because I'm considered one of the higher tier runners. So it's just like, I'm just gonna go and play. And when as the tournament was starting to wind down, it was more, I just want to be done because I'd raced eight seeds in the span of three days and gosh and then on top of the like four unlinked to the past i did so like i ran like 12 games in like three and a half days between the two randomizers yeah my my brain was it it was done that's why like uh when i when i raced when i won the semifinals and made it to the finals even in the interview i I just asked him like I, i don't care what the outcome is just either sweep me or let me sweep you. I don't want to run. I don't want to do a best of three, oh, a yeah, full best of three again.
0: you guys, because the seeds are shorter for that, we're doing a best of three series in the brackets yeah. instead of best of one. Wow. Yep. Yeah. I could see how that could be like Omega taxing on the brain for sure.
1: And, and another reason for that was because final fantasy randomizer, depending on how you set up the flags, it can be really punishing Right. to one player and then it's not to the other one it's not so much like link to the past where pretty much everything is rng seated to where both players are going to see the exact same thing when you get to like bosses mm. and that, that's kind of why they kind of did that to mitigate the idea of well this all of this bad stuff really happened to potentially the better player so we don't want them to show up lose one and be out of the tournament immediately so we'll, we'll do best of threes to try to mitigate that because the odds of it happening twice. I mean, it's there, but it's not as high.
0: Right. That makes sense. You get a little more bang for your buck, so to speak. Uh, yep. So I-, I can get behind that. I, I, w- I want to sidetrack. You mentioned you played Halo 2 competitively. So t- tell me a little bit about that. I guess the big reason why I got into
1: Halo 2 competitively was my original Xbox that had started to die. Okay. The disk drive was going bad on it, and there was a local comic shop that they were hosting a tournament, and the prize was an Xbox. I was like, "Well, I need an Xbox. I feel like I'm pretty good at Halo 2 because I played online, and I, you know, I was usually top on the leaderboards." So, mm-hmm. like, I'll go to the I'll go to the tournament and see if I can win myself. It was like a twenty five dollar entry fee. Like, well, twenty five dollars wow. compared to you know, go and buy a brand new Xbox for two hundred fifty three hundred bucks, and I was just like, "Well, I'll I'll show up and." See what I can do. And I showed up and I didn't I didn't win the tournament because there were actual like professional players that showed up at that tournament for I don't know what (laughs) I don't know what reason. I don't know what reason, but I was holding my own against them and that's kind of when they offered like a hey, you know, you're pretty good. We want, you know, if if you want to like join our friends list and stuff like that, we we'd like to like have you try out on the team and see how you do. And it's kind of how that went. So So did you did you that
0: go down that path and like, like what became of all that?
1: I kind of, for a little bit I did, and it it got to the point where I wasn't, it wasn't as glamorous as I thought it was. Like, you know, I was Mm -hmm. 16, 17 years old. So like at that point I was thinking like, whoa, you know, maybe maybe be like a major e-gamer, and this is gonna be my life getting paid to, you know, play video games competitively and stuff. Right. But it was just kind of one of those things that, it was mentally taxing and draining and it started to kind of soak the fun out of the games. Sure. Where when I wasn't prepping for it, I couldn't even enjoy other games anymore. And that was kind of the point where it's just like this, this isn't for me. Um, I want to be able to enjoy my games regardless of what I'm playing. So right. that's when I kind of backpedaled and was like, yeah, this, this really isn't for me.
0: Okay. I mean, that's, that's kind of cool. Cause like, you know, a, lo- a lot of people say like, you know, I played such and such game, whether it's halo or, golden eye and it's like I was you know, destroying my friends and then they go to a tournament or street fighter and then they go to a tournament and get like absolutely bodied. So it's kind of cool to hear like, you know, somebody actually having uh, like a very semi successful, you know, run of that and then, you know, make make, trying to make something of it. Like I I, I applaud, you know, the awareness of saying like, you know, hey, it's not it's not as fun as I thought it was going to be and being able to recognize that like there's something to be said for that for sure. Also, let's let's talk about the league for a little bit. Let's go back to Rando. Uh, You were you've been a part of the league every season except season five. Um, So tell me tell me about how uh, the the team Blinds Bandoliers came together in season one.
1: That was just kind of a random.
0: You know, three people were looking for a
1: random team on the league in like that league LFG, and I just. Somebody was like, I'm looking and I just messaged him like, yeah, sure, we'll, we'll start the group. And that's kind of how that one just came together on season one was, we were, we were looking, everybody was looking for a team, so we made a team and tried to join up and that, that's how that one went.
0: I gotcha. Yeah, because I had Ursula, who I, I don't recall seeing around that much recently, but I know they were around quite a bit. And then had you, and I've never even heard of Invictus the Red. Like that. that's a name that I, I barely remember. Maybe I should remember though.
1: Yeah. I mean, I wasn't familiar with either one of them. Like I had no kind of like contact before that. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of three random people. I mean, and that was kind of the point of the league back then. I and mean, it's, it's still kind of is now is to get, you know, people that really aren't familiar with each other to kind of team up and have oh, yeah. fun and enjoy link to the past a little bit
0: differently. For sure. So season two, that is, uh, all right, you got to clear this up for me. Is it OP get good or op get good? It op good. Uh, the, like the idea operation.
1: was like, we, yeah, it was operation get good, and we, we shortened it up to op get good. It was like, it sounds better, like, we did that, and then we were already kind of like playing around with it. If we did well, we can change the name to op got good, or if we did really poorly and did the next season, op got bad. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, that was just kind of, i trying to remember because I think I was messaging Walther because I was like looking for a team, and he's just like, well, I know a couple of people that might be interested, and that's kind of how Wally and Nissan and us and myself got together and made Op get good.
0: Yeah, because you guys did pretty well that season, uh, eight and six. And, you know, obviously everybody knows Nielsen and Wall and you. So it's kind of like this is one of the, the classics as far as I'm concerned. Um, and, and unfortunately, I got to bring it up. But like you guys did good. And then you change the name to Op Got Good. And I feel like that was like a, like a, a crux that was put on your team uh, by having that name, uh, I'll be honest. It actually affected almost me not wanting to name the team I was on last year, what we did name it because I was like, we're just going to go completely defeated if we get too cocky with our name. Uh, (laughs) so, um, I want to ask, like, you know, a lot of people go through losing streaks in rando. A lot of people let it affect them differently. Like, you know, they'll let it ruin their entire day, their entire week. So, going through a season like this, watching your team, you know, you losing and your, your friends losing as well. What did you guys do through that to kind of keep, you know, keep the fun in it, I guess, is a way to put it.
1: We, we just were kind of supportive of each other. Um, the, the, the nice thing about it was most, of, a lot of the losses, they were typically pretty close, if I remember right, as well, there weren't really like blowout victory for the most part, so it was kind of, mm-hmm. you know, that idea you make one different decision here, you go here instead of there you win this race instead. And we, we never felt like we were just out just completely. We just got smoked by the other team and there was no chance of us from the, the moment we started. Mm-hmm. And that that's kind of how we kind of kept the fun in it the best we could. Cause yeah, it, it was kind of tiring where you, you just go in week in week out, take a loss, take a loss, take a loss. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, that was kind of it. I mean, we, we definitely were joking still uh, like me and Wally were joking about how we made the finals in Pug Champion, um, but we couldn't win a race in league. So
0: that was pretty awesome, that, though. The fact that both of you guys made it to finals of this awful mystery tournament and <laughs> but yet that's going on at the same time. It like it was like the ultimate like counterbalance weight uh, happening at the same time to even things out.
1: Yeah, that's why we still joke about it. We joke about it with Nissan. Like, we got our priorities right. We have Pog Champions, the important one, right? We, we, we focused on that one instead.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, season four, you join up with a whole new team. And uh, I, I'm a little partial to this one because uh, you joined, <laughs> Dante made us join <laughs> with Skeeter and Lilithin, Uh And you guys actually had a pretty great run, honestly, in the Open League, made it, to uh, the conference semifinals, I believe, according to this.
1: Yeah, no, that was just, you know, we were, we were talking and then kind of like the name said, it's like, you pretty much told us, like, y'all should just make a team and join. We're just like, (laughs) okay, what are we going to call it? It's like, well, Dandy's making us join. There we go. There's our, there's our name. (laughs) So (laughs) that's how that team came to fruition.
0: I vaguely remember, like, we needed a couple extra teams to join, like, to get a certain number for, for Drawsey to be very happy with the, the like the open side and that, that kind of came from that, but.
1: Yep. It, it's, it started as, it started as a joke, but it, it you know, it, it was fun still.
0: That's good. So nothing in season five, but season six, right around the corner, do we see Sir Link-a-Lot resurface?
1: Yeah. You see Sir Link-a-Lot resurface. We've, uh, uh, there, there's a, there's a team put together. So. Okay.
0: All right. I, uh, I am looking forward to that then. Uh, that should be something exciting. Cause I feel like you probably got some gamers there with you.
1: I might have mentioned one of the names of the people I'm playing with already so okay.
0: far right. in this in this interview. So. All right. Well, uh, I'm not going to go look at the admin sheet to, uh, to cheat. We will, we will go back and listen to the podcast again and you can figure out probably one of them. He said at least so. <laughs> oh man. So, um, Starting to wrap things up here, I got three questions. I like to ask people. And uh you're gonna be no exception, so I'm gonna throw them at you. So, first off, what's your most embarrassing moment in randomizer that you're willing to talk about? What's the
1: most embarrassing?
0: It can be any rando. Like uh, since you play multiples, we don't have to link it just to link to the past, but you know, whatever, whatever comes to mind.
1: I mean, the things that come to mind are like, you know, Ganon Falls, or I know recently on Final Fantasy One it was Tournament. I don't know if it was a tournament race or a qualifier. I think it was a qualifier. Um, I forgot to go turn in the slab, which lets you understand the language of the people in Lufain. So I went to go turn in an item in Lufain, and if you haven't translated, all they tell you is Lupa. So I got all the way to the city. They said Lupa, and I was like, "Well, oh. see, vet, 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 veteran player, and I still forget to go do something." Yeah, it's, so, so it's
0: like a two-step process, and forgot yeah. to do step one yep i thought i'd already done step one and i had not that's unfortunate (laughs) i could see how that would be a little it's it's kind of like wanting to uh, go to magic bat but you don't have a powder or mushroom
1: yeah i mean that would be exactly what it was like yeah i'm gonna go here i've got this and it's like no 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 you don't it's like oh well nobody saw me do that right
0: yeah no one saw it uh (laughs) well thanks for sharing that one so question two uh do you have a favorite msu pack you like to use in randomizer if so what is it
1: i've not actually touched msu i need to i keep putting it off for various reasons but i I really should get on that
0: okay so none you've heard that are like out there that you really like not really like i mean i've
1: heard some here and there but Typically, when I'm hearing them, I'm also doing something else. So, like, I recognize the music, but I don't know what it's from, potentially. So, Fair I don't say I want
0: to say one and not know what it is. I got you. All right. And this is, this is the doozy. So, last question. If you had to lose all your gaming memories, but you're allowed to keep one of them, which one would you keep and why? I, uh, I would
1: probably want to
0: keep the memory of
1: when the Final Fantasy 1.0 service servers shut down um it's a was a really kind of special moment for everybody cuz mm-hmm. like it's kind of that idea you you never see people just stop and it was literally i don't know how many people were logged in but pretty much everywhere in the game nobody was doing anything nobody was grinding levels nobody was farming for gil it was just everybody was like in the zones watching literally this moon start coming down and the game was just still and people just saying goodbye to their friends. Like we'll see you in 2.0 yeah, all of that. And it was, it was just a really special moment.
0: That's cool. Did, did, do you know if anybody ever like captured that? Like, is that, is that like on YouTube or anything? Yeah,
1: it's, it is on YouTube. Oh,
0: okay. I, I I do go, I do go and watch it every now and then when I want to feel nostalgic. Okay. I'll have to, I'll have to check that out and see how, how they went about it. That's because that, I mean, if it leaves an impression on someone, it's got to be pretty, pretty awesome. So, uh, you, you've hyped it up. I have, I have expectations now. Well, uh, Linkalot, the floor is yours, man. Um, anything you want to shout out or uh, anything you want to plug? Uh, now's the time.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, you can catch me on Twitch. Uh, it's just Sir Linkalot. I've been doing mainly just the randomizer runs for Speed Gaming Live. Uh, League will be coming shortly. Uh, that starts up soon. I'm trying to think what else is coming up that I've got going. I think it's just that. Um, I might start streaming... Final Fantasy 14 raids again. Now that I've got a fairly consistent raid group as well as I've considered it, I might start doing some Final Fantasy 14 speed runs as well. So we'll we'll see how that goes.
0: You can speed run an MMO? Yes. Okay. Is it just like, what is it like mainline story quests?
1: Uh, There's the doing the mainline story quests for like a specific expansion or part of the game. There's one like all the dungeon, all the level, or all the dungeons from a certain expansion. Do them as quickly as you can. Uh, there's there's all sorts of different kind of wow. splits and things like that. So
0: I guess you can speed run anything if you put your mind to it. So, but that that's that's new for me. So I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll have to look into that. Well, thanks a lot again, man. I uh, I had a great time, and uh, I'm glad. I'm excited for people to to learn your story a little bit here. Yeah, it was it was a good time, Dante. Thanks for inviting me. All right, this has been Sir link on the spoiler log. Once again, huge shout outs to Sir link for coming on the show. Did enjoy his story and hope you guys did too. So yeah, like I said at the beginning of the show, no episode next week. Uh, we're going to skip a week and then we'll have one two weeks from today. If you're listening on release and yeah, hope you guys are looking forward to that again. Uh, doing the ratings plea Uh, if you are listening to this podcast on Spotify or Apple podcasts if you will throw that five star rating down if you want to leave a comment too that's always fun Uh, maybe maybe if we start getting some of those like a whole lot of them I'll start reading some on some of them at the end of an episode you never know Uh, but yeah see you guys next week on go mode but yeah we'll see you in two weeks guys take care